Hello, the following recording comes from one of the events that was hosted during the APN School Revolt Festival. This particular event was hosted by James Coast. He's a 15-year-old student who is interested in filmmaking and editing. The documentary that he shared with us was a short experiential film about a day in the life of Brooklyn Apple Academy, which is part of the Flying Squads. The video can be found on our YouTube channel, but it will be linked in the show notes as well. We've also included the audio from the video in this episode, but we still highly recommend that you check out the film for the full experience. It's truly delightful. And before we get to the audio of the film, followed by the Q&A, I just want to let you know where you can find more information about the people and groups that are mentioned. For James, you can check out more of his work at jamescoast.com. If you're interested in the Brooklyn Apple Academy and how they approach homeschooling, they can be found at brooklynappleacademy.org. As for the Flying Squads, you can learn more about their community and connect with them at flyingsquads.org. Of course, all of those links will also be in the show notes. So let's get started. The first thing you will hear is the audio from James's documentary. Following that, you'll hear the entirety of the Q&A. We hope that you enjoy it. A day with Flying Squad. It varies. Sometimes it's nice and calm and mellow. Like, you walk around. You just walk around the city and stuff, and it's nice. Sometimes it's hectic, like when we're at the building, and everybody's, like, doing their own thing, and everybody's screaming at each other, and there's sword fighting, and it's wrestling, and boxing. You know, very chaotic, which I think encapsulates the idea of Apple Academy and uh, Flying Squad. And sometimes it's kind of boring. A full day of flying squad starts around nine. Most days we're outside. We, you know, do our updates. We, I feel like the updates. I wasn't here for when the updates were serious, if they ever were serious. Um. Who wants to? Pretty soon, I think that the journal went from being more serious to just people babbling about whatever and Alex writing it down. And then we, he goes around, you know, saying, what do we, what do you want to do today? We usually do things like going to the park, maybe going to Manhattan. Crow Hill, which is where we normally play Murder of Crows, which is in the park. But the day is really decided by the vote at the start of the day. We kind of just have a conversation about what we want to do. We walk to where we want to go. We do what we want to do. Usually something we do every time is we go to a deli, deli before whatever we do. Alex will give us a dollar. We get to go inside the deli and you know, purchase something. After that, for instance, maybe everyone voted to go to the park today. You can't go too far, like it's kind of hard to go into the city. Once you get to the city, you kind of have to like turn around and walk straight back because we don't have a whole lot of time and we can't take the train. We walk to the park, maybe go to a playground and play one of our many, uh, many games we've made. And then some things that we might end up doing for the day is like go to Pier 6, go to the park, go to somewhere in Manhattan. Yeah, and, and then we do whatever we're, we wanted to do 
and then turn around and go home. And that's probably the best way of just fully describing a day at Flying Squad. questions that anybody would like to ask oh and also um it was a little bit hard to see you know watching it through the screen share so if you want to see it um in a better quality you can watch it on the youtube channel can you tell us why you chose to make the film um yeah i chose to make the film because well i used to i don't so much anymore but i used to be at flying squad um for I think around four years. And in that time, I realized that, you know, so many different personalities and, um, and people and, um, all of that coming together and deciding on one thing to do in a day and sort of creating traditions and jokes and, um, you know, going to the deli or going to the park, um, was kind of an amazing thing. Cause you know, you wouldn't really expect all these people to get along. Um, but I don't know. It, it was also just an interesting thing to film. And, um, I, I know the people who are in it because, you know, they're all my friends. And so it was, uh, nice to interview them and, and hear what they think of all of that as well. Do you think it would have felt different to make it if you were like still part of squad? Like, did it change your lens to be outside of it right now? Well, during the time of filming, I was still in it. Well, most of it, um, towards the end, um, I would just come in to film, but, um, you know, for, for, I'd say a good 75% of all of that footage, uh, I was still in it and I just bring a camera every, anytime I came and just film whatever we did in the day. Um, and at the end of the day, I'd put it all into a folder on my computer and, and then I'd realize I need more or I need a certain shot or something like that. Um, so I don't think it would have really changed because I was already in it. The script for it seems kind of unified. So how was it to kind of work with um, your friends trying to put that together and make sure there was a unified kind of like understanding? Um, what do you mean by unified? So the way that, the, that everyone talks, it sounds like one cohesive thought and like coming from many different people. So how is that kind of like something that you were able to work on? Well, that's, I, I just, uh, I asked the same questions to everybody that I interviewed. Um, and I kind of made sure that that question was a very specific thing. So I'd get the same answer. And my goal was to get everybody to have, cause everybody talked about the park. Everybody talked about the deli. 
um, everybody talked about uh, the journal and writing in that at the beginning of the day um, and sort of sew the interviews together to make it seem like one um, thought. So, I mean, it's good to hear that I kind of succeeded in that. Um, and yeah, it, it, you know, talking to my friends obviously wasn't that hard because they're my friends. Um, but asking the same question and deciding, um, what to keep and what not to keep, because, you know, there were, you know, we, I would ask a question and I get a very long story, um, which was hard to keep out of the film because I wanted to, um, keep it shorter. Um, but there were a lot of stories and stuff like that, uh, that were different, but I just sort of edited it together to make it sound like one, uh, unified thought. We have a question from, uh, Seth. Um, what's your, okay. What's your personal opinion on flying squad, James? Um, well, that could mean a lot of things, but I'll, I'll, I'll say that flying squad for four years of my life was one of the most fun things I've ever done. Um, and I guess that was a really big part of, um, you know, wanting to film it, um, to sort of share that. And yeah, flying squad. I mean, I think that I've grown out of it now. Um, my dad is the one who runs it. So, you know, spending four years every, it started out just being Tuesdays. So, you know, spending four years every Tuesday, um, with my dad going to the park or going to a library. Um, and then it became three days a week, uh, after a while sort of wore me out, but I'm not discouraging going to it at all. It was really fun while I did go. And yeah, that's, I guess my take on the question. So one thing I noticed was that, um, there are no talking heads in this. So like, you hear a person speaking, but you don't see them on camera as they speak. Was this a conscious choice? And if so, what, what, what led you to, to think to, to do that? Well, it was for two reasons that sort of are uh, half and half. Um, one of them was that I did all of the interviews uh, online on a call. So I couldn't really set up a camera. Um, and a second reason was... Uh, while editing, I did, uh, get talking heads footage. Um, I filmed it at Apple Academy. Um, but I, I realized that it didn't really fit cutting it in from, you know, people walking around going to a deli and then immediately cutting to somebody talking. And so I realized quickly that whenever I was adding that footage, I would just get rid of the footage part and only keep the audio. And it, uh, you know, made more sense because it, it kind of ruined the flow whenever I'd cut to somebody talking. Oh, how Thanks. did I uh, learn the skills needed to make this film? Susan said in the chat. Um, well, a lot of my filming skills is from Amanda, who is my um, stepmom here in the call right now. Um, you know, and she was part of the reason, well, a big part of the reason what got me into film and editing. Um, and also <laughs> wave. And also, um, I went to a uh, film class called DCTV in the city. Um, 
which was a huge help. It's a free class. And so if you're ever, it's for kids and adults. So if you're ever interested in learning film, um, you know, it's a, it's a great place to go. I did a lot of, I went there for, I think three years and I made a lot of short films there, um, which sort of prepared me for this one, which was the first one that I've ever done by myself. James, did you ever feel like the flyers might have taken more control of the process of the score? And so how might that happen? Um, well, everybody in flying squad, you know, my dad who, um, runs it, Alex, he's actually in the call too. Um, he has no say in what happens in a day. It's the, the, um, the day is completely chosen by, uh, the kids who partake in it. Um, and you know, everything that's decided, um, happens through the kids. And I don't know if that was exactly the question. Maybe I'm misunderstanding, but yeah. And, um, yeah. So at the beginning of the day, the only part, uh, the only thing that my dad, you know, sort of partakes in is he writes down what we're doing into the journal at the beginning of the day. And that's it. He doesn't have any say in what happens. That's all decided by the, the kids who go to flying squad. Uh, yeah, I am looking for work or an internship in film. Um, I have a website, jamescoast.com and yeah, uh, that's also in the description of the film on YouTube, I think, right? Uh, Yotam, is that correct? I think I saw that. Yeah, it's definitely there. I'm okay. not Yotam, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and uh, yeah, so if you're ever, I do primarily editing. Um, so if you're ever looking for somebody to edit your footage, I'm your guy. Oh yeah, there it is. Thank you. James, I have a question for you. Uh, mm -hmm. In the beginning of the film, uh, Seth remarks about uh, how uh, Flying Squad can be uh, boring at times. And, and I'm curious as a person who has done it for four years, um, both of us having done it for four years, uh, it, it certainly can get boring. Do you feel like there's any advantages uh, to the bored moments or, or anything uh, or, or, or is boredom uh, a negative thing? Um, well, by advantages, what do you mean? Like, I, I don't really understand. I mean, I, I guess just my question is, um, boredom is oftentimes seen as a, a negative thing. Uh, people say I'm so bored or whatever. Um, and Flying Squad definitely has its moments, its ups and downs of where we we do the same thing for four weeks in a row and everyone gets bored of it and then moves on to something else. Just kind of curious about what you think of that process of, of there being up and down times and, and bored times and, and other times uh, with new experiences. Um, well, I'm a person, as you probably know, being my dad, uh, who likes to do the same thing over and over again. So to me, that boredom um, doesn't really happen with doing the same thing. Um, I can't say during Flying Squad, I particularly uh, got bored ever. We were always walking somewhere, talking, uh, going to a deli, going to a park, doing something. Um, and I guess to other people who, like to me, going to the park for a month straight, every Tuesday 
or three days a week, I guess, um, was fun. And um, doing tennis, which is that ball game that was playing, they were playing in the film. Um, and yeah, that, that doing that for a long time was always fun for me, but, um, I think boredom can be a healthy thing if you're not, you know, sitting in a waiting room at the dentist, reading a magazine that you don't like reading. Um, obviously that type of boredom isn't a great thing, but, uh, I don't really know how to explain it, but during flying squad boredom could be fun because you could be deliberating on what you want to do next in that time was the, the fact that you were a part of flying squads did that encourage you to seek out um the skills that you needed in order to to make film like do you think that if you were in a different setting in the last four years you maybe would have not uh looked to to kind of develop those skills independently i mean Throughout my entire life, I've never gone to a public school. I've never gone to um, a sort of traditional, well, more recently I have, but, um, you know, in the past 14 years, I would say, uh, I've never gone to a more traditional type of schooling. Um, so I can only assume, yeah, my time would have been taken up by that school and um, I guess I wouldn't have enough time to, to film, but really the whole reason why I am in this is because, uh, Amanda, um, you know, showed me her film approaching the elephant and showed me her camera and her editing software. And I remember being in the room that I am right now watching her edit it. Um, and then she recommended I go to that thing that I talked about earlier, DCTV, and I ended up loving it. Um, and I'm more, I'm more into the process of editing film and not filming it. Um, but still, yeah, I don't think I would have flying squad has been a huge, you know, part of that and helping me, um, I guess, think about what I want to do, um, instead of just, you know, doing schoolwork and stuff like that. In the chat, Amanda asked, um, what kind of film projects would you like to do next? Uh, that's something I've been thinking about as well. Um, I don't exactly know what I want to do next. I, I don't have any ideas right now, but I want to focus more on editing other people's footage because um, that's what interests me more. Um, the The process of filming isn't my favorite, but the process of editing is um, a really fun and, you know, good thing for me because editing is sort of a thing that you can do and you get to control it. And that's the perfect thing for me because I, it, it, it's a creative outlet while also being something that's productive. And that's like the perfect mix for me. Um, well, film, filming isn't my favorite, like going out and filming something, but for Flying Squad, I don't know. I, I was already in that setting. I was already in the group. And um, one of the facilitators at Flying Squad uh, lended me their camera to film. And so I, I took that, you know, that opportunity to do it. And I think it came out to be a pretty good thing. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with you. It came out really well. Slightly unrelated to the film, only because like, just for background, like I am like a classroom teacher. Um, so I'm always kind of curious about like, what are some of the more favorite moments you might've had like going through like unschooling or uh, through Flying Squad or any of that? Um, no, I think that's a good question considering what all of this is about and all of my background. Um, I, I have been doing more type of schooling like that recently, um, in preparation for, uh, colleges or art school. Um, and I guess my favorite moments, um, with flying squad, there aren't really any. I guess I have a lot of stories of Flying Squad, but everything that we ever did was my favorite moment because it was all, um, you know, it was fun. And but in in recent, I guess months or I think about a year now, I've sort of stopped doing it and um, focused more on, uh, you know, a more I guess how do you say it conventional type of education. Um, but you know uh seth who's in the call here as well has been has in flying squad i'm sure he has stories um i have tons of stories over the four years that i could say are my favorite um we've been to bowling alleys we've been to we went to a train an abandoned train railroad um even though i protested it at the time it's still a good story i guess um, but yeah, everything that we did was a, a high part of flying squad. There wasn't really boredom for me, um, because it was either we're doing the same thing over and over again, which I enjoy, or we're trying something new, which me being very stubborn, I would protest, but I guess had fun in the end. So yeah, everything was fun. I have a question from Seth in the chat. Are there any creators that inspire you in the way of editing? For example, YouTubers, film editors, etc. Um, yeah, that's actually a really good question. Uh, I can't point out exactly, but part of a big reason why I started getting into editing is because uh, when I was little, I would watch Minecraft videos on YouTube and I always wanted to recreate that for myself um, and with you know, minimal success because I didn't really know how to do anything back then. But uh, that was sort of the very, very start to um, my editing and my film career, I guess you could say. Um, it was Minecraft videos on YouTube, um, and I watched those, and I went, oh, man, I want to do that. And uh, I started a YouTube channel in, I think, 2014, around that time, and tried posting on it. Um, and you know, with minimal success, but that I, I never really lost that drive. I guess I still do stuff like that to this day. Um, and that has driven me to doing different editing as well. If you could do it all again, uh, would you want to be unschooled? Uh, that's a question I've been thinking about. Um, if I could do it all again, I would want to be unschooled, but have a little bit of conventional schooling in there to prepare me for what I'm doing now, because in recent months, 
I've been doing more conventional schooling and it, it's kind of like a slap in the face from doing four years of flying squad, switching over to homework every night. Um, and, and a lot of classes that I have to pay attention to that I didn't really realize were a thing. Um, I'm also not, as you probably know, dad, a very, uh, academic person. I'm more of an art person. And, um, so I think this type of schooling has been perfect for me. And yeah, minor, there's very minor regrets in what I've done. And just to clarify the homework and the schooling, the conventional schooling was your choice, right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was definitely my choice. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I probably should have mentioned that. Do you think unschoolers make good documentary filmmakers? If so, if so how? Um, well, I don't think unschoolers are any different from a normal filmmaker. It just, I mean, I would say maybe even better because they've, uh, spent more time focusing on what they'd like to do, which is film. I assume if you're a filmmaker, um, so yeah, I wouldn't say they're better. That sounds a little mean, but yeah, I, I don't think there's any difference in, um, in what you're doing school-wise if if you're doing something like that oh thinking open to discovery and adventure oh i see um well i'm an unschooler and i don't like discovery and adventure i like um you know doing the same thing and retrying it and seeing how it works like i i'm a person who does not like to be pushed out of my comfort zone but um, sometimes it's for the best. And so sure there might be unschoolers who love doing stuff like that, but as a person who doesn't, I, I can't say much on that. Um, the film classes that I took in preparation for this, I guess, um, were pushing me and that, that has severely helped. Do you think making a film would be a good way for unschoolers to document their learning adventures? I mean, sure, if that's what they're interested in making. Um, but I don't, I don't think unschooling and filmmaking have a, a, a deep correlation. I think anybody could be a filmmaker, um, no matter your background or who you are, what type of schooling you do. Um, but yeah, that's a good idea. And I'm, I'm sure there's people who have done that and, it's probably an amazing thing. Um, what's an early memory from Flying Squad or Apple Academy that stuck with you? Uh, the first four weeks of Flying Squad that ever happened, it was called Tuesday Flying Squad back then because it only happened on Tuesday. And um, the first four weeks, every single day that we tried to go out to the park, it would rain. And... Uh, we'd have to stay in the library that day. And so we uh, seriously considered, we said if it rained one more time after the fourth time, uh, we'd call it Tuesday boating squad instead. Um, you know, half joking and to my not remembrance, half serious. Um, and it thankfully did not end up raining. And we got to go to the park for the first time in a month uh, after Flying Squad started. Um, we didn't realize that uh, 
we were using, we were drawing in the, the journal that week. And uh, we did not realize that we were using Sharpies and the Sharpies were burning through the paper. And so on those tables where we used to sit for those four weeks, there are still Sharpie stains that are in them because they were white tables. And so they just stuck in. And so every time I see those, it kind of reminds me of that. Um, do you think some types of people or personalities are better suited to be in flying squad than others? Um, no, not really. Everybody, there's all types of people with different personalities and stuff like that at flying squad. Um, and it's, as I said earlier, kind of amazing to me how everybody, uh, you know, gets along and obviously there's, uh, you know, a problem choosing what we want to do in the day, but usually that's sorted out pretty easily. Um, and something that I've learned to that is one, at least one person is always going to be upset on what's going on in the day. Um, typically it would be me because I didn't like doing new things and everybody else did, but still, um, and yeah. So no, I, I think anybody could go to flying squad and have fun. I'm kind of curious. You keep saying that you're very resistant to learning something new or discovering something or, you know, kind of doing new things. How did you handle that? Handle it with flying squad or yeah. just in general? In general, um, but also with flying squad particularly. With flying squad, I would always be really stubborn and be upset. And I still am um, not about flying squad, but about everything. Um, and I don't know. Like I remember the biggest one that I was always upset about is they wanted to go to this, uh, abandoned railroad track. I forgot where it was. I think it was in the Bronx. Um, and I was really scared of going to the track because we had to like take a subway to get there. Um, but they like walked across, Oh, it's Queens. Okay. Um, and I, I just sort of dealt with it. Um, I think after, at the end of me going to flying squad, which was a couple, I'd say maybe two, three months ago, I stopped going at this point, but, um, uh, it was sort of a mix between everybody doing something that I didn't want to do. And, uh, you know, me outgrowing it, but yeah, I, I don't think there really was a way that I dealt with it. I just sort of, had to if i wanted to go in that day which is fine <laughs> i mean i would also try and convince people um to uh do something else like that tra that train track uh day i stopped for about two weeks in a row by convincing everybody to go to the park and do something in the park but um you know it was unsuccessful after a while it sounds like a good way to develop kind of like negotiation skills. <laughs> oh yeah. I think it was a big part. Um, I've always liked doing negotiation and stuff like that and, um, debating and arguing, um, half for fun and half because I'm stubborn and I need to, but, uh, yeah, it, it, you know, when everybody's screaming out that they want to do something different in a day and everybody's saying to each other, uh, you know, no, I want to, I want to go to the park. No, I want to, uh, go to pier six. Oh, I want to do something else. Um, it, it, um, 
gets a little hectic and those who are better at arguing typically um are the the ones who decide what happens in a day um but yeah uh it is a <laughs> i guess go to flying squad if you want to learn how to debate it looks like we have one um by seth uh has there ever been a time where you didn't want to do something with the group and ended up actually enjoying yourself oh i'd say 90 percent of the things that i didn't want to do i ended up enjoying myself um but yeah a lot of the things uh, i can't say ones in specifics because there are so many and i don't remember them but yeah a lot of the things like pier six i never wanted to go to pier six but that ended up always being a fun thing um but yeah most of the time was it just the ideas with the loudest voices that prevailed no um you know so if somebody was extremely loud about something but nobody else wanted to do it it, it was a group vote on what we did um so, you know, I would always be very loud that I didn't want to go somewhere, but everybody else uh, wanted to. And so we ended up doing it. Um, so it's a pretty fail-proof system with that, um, the voting and the book. And uh, it's always fun to, this isn't part of the question, but I, I just remember this right now. It's always fun. Um, we still have the old journals from four years ago. Each year we'd make a new one. We still have them all. Um, and it's fun to look back in those and see how much things have changed. Um, you know, we would do things so differently and we kind of created like a tradition that we do now. Um, is there a way to listen to people's concerns about why they didn't want to go? Some Obviously, if somebody was like genuinely really concerned or scared or angry about going somewhere, we wouldn't do it. Um, but that never really happened. It it was, I was really the only one that was upset about going places, but, um, you know, I, I dealt with it. Um, and I don't regret going to those places, most of them. Um, yeah. So I, I can't really answer that cause it never really happened. I mean, the, also the group of flying squad is, um, a pretty, uh, how do you say it? Um, extreme one they're willing to do a lot um, to my dismay um, which like uh, there's a kid named Charlie and another I think it was Shalem these two kids um, who Shalem wasn't there from the start but Charlie was there the first day um, and they put Charlie on a leash and walked him like a dog into a Barnes and Noble so if that doesn't explain what Flying Squad was like an average day-to-day -day, um, of the craziness, then I don't know what will. But yeah, they're, they're willing to do a lot, um, you know, to have fun. Um, and something that I didn't explain in the film, because it's kind of hard to film it and get interviews with it, is something called Dollar Dares, where my, um, my dad would give uh, a dollar to anybody to do a dare and they had to go through with it. And then they'd get a dollar to, you know, spend at a deli or do something like that. Um, you know, uh, my, the most infamous one that everybody at flying squad knows and remembers by heart is uh, that kid, Charlie, who's usually the 
the troublemaker and the infamous one, uh, was given a dollar to go up to somebody and ask where the Prospect Park roller coaster is. Obviously, there's no roller coaster in Prospect Park, but he walked up to somebody, and anytime he mentioned roller coaster, he would have to go whoosh and make a roller coaster like motion with his hand. Um, and that's sort of like the most famous or infamous one um, out of all the dollar dares. And uh, I, I had to leave that out because it's um, kind of hard to film. I, I tried to, and I tried to. Um, ask about it in interviews, but it didn't really go so well. So I, I left that part out. What's my editing software of choice? Um, for a while, I used a relatively unknown one. Uh, what was it called? Um, I forgot exactly what it was called, but uh, you know, it was sort of a very basic editing software. Um, and I didn't know how to use it very well. But after I uh, took that film class at uh, DCTV, um, they taught me how to use Premiere, you know, Adobe Premiere, VideoPad, that's it, yeah. Um, they taught me how to use Premiere, and I haven't used anything since because Premiere is such a good software. Um, and yeah, that's just about a, what I've been using. Um, I like all the features on it. I like, it's, it's pretty simple. There's tutorials for it everywhere. So if you're ever having a problem with anything, you can just look it up and there'll probably be a hundred different tutorials. Although I didn't have to look up many tutorials for the flying squad one, because I wasn't using many fancy effects or techniques or anything with it. I think uh, if we have no more questions, we can wrap up for the day. Sure. Does that sound okay? Yep. Okay, great. Well, um, thank you so much, James, for sharing this film with us and for Thanks being for so patient for, with it. our questions. Yeah. Uh, so you can you can watch this recording if you want to uh, on our on our YouTube channel, and you can also watch James' uh, film on our YouTube ch YouTube channel as well, as well as um, a lot of other se sessions that we had uh, during School Revolt in this in this first ever school revolt uh, festival. So thanks everyone for coming and thank you James very much for this session. Thank you too. Have a great day. <laughs>